what's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this live Takes on Takes episode of the show. This will serve as the Monday podcast, but we have people live on a Sunday night joining us. They're going to feed us the takes live. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Kyle, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Ado is complimenting your beard in the comments right now, which I wanted to give him a shout out for. Thank you. Uh, Takes are coming in red hot. We I do I guess we would we would be doing ourselves and the listeners a disservice to not at least briefly acknowledge the Jamal Adams trade, right? Yeah, I figured there'd be some good Jamal Adams Jets Seahawks takes let's, fed to us. So let's set the table though. Yeah. Okay, so Jamal Adams got traded from New York to Seattle for two ones and a three, mm-hmm. and Seattle got Adams and a four. Yeah. Right. But Bradley McDougal going and back Bradley to the McDougal Jets. also going. Yeah. So yeah. monster deal. This is kind of the equivalence of what we saw with the Dolphins and Larry Tunsil and the Raiders with Khalil Mack this is a monster contract yep. or a monster trade. And Joe, we continue to see teams jump in on these veteran players without it being a quarterback, yeah. which is the really fun part because it makes you wonder like, when's the last time legitimate franchise quarterback got traded? And what would he go for now if these are the prices for the Jamal Adams and Khalil Max and Laramie Tunsil of the world? I don't know if it would happen, Kyle. I'll tell you what, if I was an NFL GM, I think parting two first-round picks, that would not be in my playbook, especially for a safety. Depends on your, your team situation. Right. If so you feel like you're a Jamal Adams X-factor away, which, let's be honest, I don't think anyone of us thinks the Seahawks are. Right. But if you felt like you were that bit away, you well, could justify I, it. Here's the thing, right? I totally get this trade from the Jets' perspective, getting a wonderful return for a good football player, one of the best safeties in the league, one of the better defensive players in the league, getting two first-round picks for a player that, look, just wasn't going to fit your plan, right? He's critical of the coach. He's been very outspoken. He's been a disruption. You got to move on for that. To get the returns that they had, it makes a lot of sense. For, for, from Seattle's perspective – That's a tough pill to swallow, but here's the thing about that with Seattle. They have not made their first-round picks count. They're the only team in the NFL that has never picked up a fifth-year option for a first-round pick since that became a thing back in 2011, and they've traded away their first-round pick very frequently. Guys like Percy Harvin, Jimmy Graham, they've traded out and don't have a whole lot to show from it. They do not get good value out of first-round picks. This may be, I know it's two first-round picks, this may be the best they've ever done in terms of getting meaningful output out of a first round pick in the last, like what, eight years since 2011. Right. But not ever just in a really long time. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And Um, their last three, Jordan Brooks, LJ Collier, Rashad. Rashad Okay. Trade it. (laughs) Especially because you're going to be picking back towards the back of the first round, but the second round pick, the second one is that's what I I get hung up on. And you're going to be committing substantial cap space to Jamal Adams. He's going to be an expensive player because he's going to want to get paid, man. This is all part of it. Yeah. Well, Seattle has accelerated their win window, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, they were a team with an elite quarterback. You're always kind of going to be in contention. 
Uh, but it felt like there was kind of a changing of the guard with the Legion of the Boom on the way, Legion of Boom on the way out, and uh, some of the overhauls that they had made offensively to the offensive line and the skill players, and uh, kind of felt like it was a changing of the guard to begin with. But now it's it feels like okay, now we're back in that win in the immediate future vicinity because if the bottom drops out of this, Russ Wilson may you know have to carry you to eight and eight or nine and seven every year. Which he does. Which he already does. Actually, never had a 500 season. Always winning seasons. Eight we st- winning seasons to start his career. I like this tattle take to get things started. Okay. Dennis turned in Ben Natan. And Ben Natan said if the Seahawks didn't accidentally draft Russell Wilson, they'd be the Browns. Remember, they had just committed big money to Matt Flynn the same Correct. year they drafted Russell Wilson. I think this is a good take. I think it is, too. I mean, they they – Granted, the, Seattle drafted really well from like 09 to 12. Historically good. Right, historically good. They still would have been a very good defense over that stretch without yeah. Russell Wilson. But do they have the success that they have? Are they or are they a team that has a defensive nucleus that can't get out of their own way offensively and you're a middling playoff team every single year? I think it's probably a, a fair take at the very least. Let's get some live takes, man. Okay. This one comes from Jonathan. Adam Gase, everyone's favorite head coach on this show, will be fired after the first game against the Dolphins, which I believe is week eight or nine. Yeah, I got to know and that. Then, and then they have a bye, and then they play each other again. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they have like this big back back and forth. They play each other consecutively with a bye week. So he's fired after the first one. I think it's week nine. I think they both have. I think it's week all, 10. It's week yeah. 10. So November 15th, that's 10 games. And that gives them a bye week to acclimate and then play Miami again. Okay. So what, what is their first nine games? I don't, I don't seem to remember it being a kind schedule for the Jets no. regardless. Cause we, we didn't pick them to win too yeah. many games this year at Buffalo, San Francisco at Indianapolis versus Denver versus Arizona at the chargers versus Buffalo at Kansas city hosting New England and at Miami. Yeah. Like a two wins, maybe two and eight, three and seven best. Well, there it's nine games. Not a math guy. I'm talking about including the Dolphins loss. Right. But isn't the bye week week 10 or is the bye it's week? The bye week, week is week 11. So they play the oh, Dolphins well, a week 10. Mahalo. Yeah. So 10 games. Um, I'd be stunned if they have four wins. I'll put it that way. So at best case scenario, they're four and six after that game. Is he Case out? is in on the tank. Let's call the competition committee. Get him to investigate the Jets. Gase is part of the player. tank. He's right, part of I mean. the Get He's through this year. Tank. Look, you go into a new head coach with Sam Darnold and four first-round picks, and one of them probably in the top five this year. Ted would like to know if we think Seattle made a giant mistake by not trading for Yannick Ngakwe instead of Jamal Adams. What's stopping them from trading for Yannick Ngakwe? They don't have the capital. Draft capital? Seattle. Yeah, I understand. Bill Bill O'Brien could make it work. You're not giving up for one for Yannick anymore. Not at this point. Traders two. They just drafted Daryl Taylor, but that's not stopping me from going after Ngakwe. That's no, a defense that needs more no, than just no, 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 no. You, now you're really going to accelerate. You're going to bone yourself. In go, the cap. go get it. They're you in got good Bobby shape. Wagner, Russell Wilson already. 
You're going to have to pay Jamal long term, and now you want to bring in Jan, and you have to pay Jan too. There's they got to no have someone to pay, pay them. There's no way you take on both contracts. Why not? Because it. I understand, but their roster's not that good. You got to pay the other forty-eight guys on the team. This team has sixty-one million dollars in cap space entering twenty twenty-one right now. Entering twenty twenty-one right now is that the hundred seventy-five million dollar floor? I don't know what over the caps got going on. Probably not because none of this stuff has moved since I looked at it last. Well, then that's not going to be. Then it didn't consider it to be twenty-five million less than that. And I still got enough space to fit in Yannick and Gakwe. That's fine, but man, like, no. I'm not a fan of this idea. Do I think? Do we think Jamal should have? They should have targeted Yannick instead of Jamal. I don't really know that Yannick is a great mesh with the traits that they really like. I know they had Bruce Irvin there for a while, and he had some success, but like, and he's back. Right, he is back. But I just, they like these long, heavy-handed, dense dudes, right? It's kind yeah. of their mold up front. And I don't think Jan's got the off-ball or in-space ability to to thrive in that capacity. Here's the perspective. Give me Ngakwe for a two over Jamal Adams for all that they gave up. Yes. I like it t- that take. If you're going to sell me on a better value in Ngakwe as opposed to giving up two ones for Jamal Adams, give me Ngakwe. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Man. You want to bring back the squatch call live? Like this I'm no <laughs> a live squatch. If you want to do a live squatch call, go right ahead. Oh, that's all you're getting. Okay, uh, big dogs thirteen eighteen. The AFC East has the worst set of pass rushers in the NFL, but they have the best run defensive lines in the NFL. Who's the best pass rusher in the AFC East? Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison. I said, I mean, it, they're the most accomplished. Is Jerry he like? Does Jerry still have the juice, or is he slowing down? He beat Laramie Tunsil for three and a half sacks in the playoff game. <laughs> That's why you don't trade two ones and a two for Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> and ju- I think Tunsil must have jumped off sides at least three times in that game, man. He was that sounds on par, man. Yeah. So uh, um, Mario Addison's probably the most accomplished pass rusher in the AFC East right now. Accomplished right? pass rusher. Yeah. He's got like four yeah. consecutive seasons of double digit sacks. Yes. But the question is, is it the worst in the NFL? Yeah. The the AFC worst top to bottom, their edge rushers are the right. worst. In the NFL. Right. It's, yeah. They don't have anybody that's just like It's like even like Jamie, Jamie Collins is gone now too, right. right? It's like, okay, what do we have? Now, the Jets had a surprisingly good run defense last year. Yep. Uh, the Dolphins with their overhaul with Emmanuel Ogba and, and Shaq Lawson and uh, Christian Wilkins and Devon Kotchow, like yep. they got a they got some depth there. Raekwon Davis, uh, going to be a rotational guy. Uh, the Bills, obviously, they're I would say they probably are the weakest team against the run in the division, or they forecast to be. Probably last year they were. You'd like to think with a lot more depth they should be better, but yeah. But I mean, I would still say they're probably. What do you expect with their personnel to be a top half of the? Somewhere NFL. between 10 and 15. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think this is a perfectly reasonable take to suggest that the, the pass rushers, the raw talent of the pass rushers is terrible, but you've got three really good defensive coaches in this division. Yep. We're going to be able to scheme up some pressure and Greg Williams is yeah. super aggressive as well. So you manufacture the pass rush and you have the talent that's going to dominate the line of scrimmage. 
RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Kyle, back to the live takes. Yeah, this is a bad one. Kyle Anderson, TDM Premium, Slack, regular. Just dropped this in Periscope. The Colts linebacker core of Leonard, Okariki, and Walker will be top five in the league after this season. Top five. I don't think so. No, me neither. Do we have to do the whole deal where we pick five? I'd prefer not to because we were pretty unanimous and, and yeah. pretty confident about it, right? We um, love Leonard. Okariki's a good fit. I don't care about your line, third linebacker. He's not going to He's to play, what, 20 snaps a game, 15 snaps? They have Kenny Moore, one of the best slot corners in the league. That guy, they want to have that guy in the field. Today's game is played with five defensive backs on the field. Yeah, played in sub. Okay. Uh, Bam to Giannis. Fact. Where to, no, 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 no. That was oh. the name of the guy dropping the take. I went to get it and it scrolled down on me. Um, the take was Joe's beard is elite. I, I don't. don't th- there's a lot of people that did not realize the extent of the beard. I've, shit, I've trimmed it up recently. Um, I don't know, man. There's people with better beards than me. Can you tug on a little bit? Yeah, let's get it. Let's get look at the length. Look at that. It just curls up. Sometimes my wife will take like this, like heated brush and pull it all down and toss the Moroccan oil on there. If we go on a date, you know, it's really, but you know, otherwise. Take from Zach. Meanwhile, from YouTube, the Broncos will finish at 11 and five and drew lock will look like a legit quarterback as he improves over the second half of the season. And Jerry Judy will show why he shouldn't have dropped to 15. I'm high on Denver, Kyle, and I know that you like Denver a lot. Here's my here's my concern with Denver is you've got developing quarterback around developing weapons, and I don't know that that happens quick enough in this offseason for them to get 11 wins this year. I don't. Yeah, I think that's too aggressive. Line is not, you know, the the tackle situation in Denver is big question marks on both sure. sides. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, you know, Jawan James, even when he's healthy, I'm going to be completely honest with you because I watched Jawan James for like four years in Miami, five years in Miami. I could take him or leave him. And I certainly wasn't going to give him a record-setting tackle contract right. to be the right. highest-paid right tackle in football. You like to think with Munchak, he could be the best version of himself, but that wasn't exactly true with Garrett Bowles. I will say this about Garrett Bowles. I think that he's a reasonable starting left tackle that has big-time holding problems. Yeah. If he can solve the holding problems, he'd be okay. The problem is yeah. he won't do that. I don't know if he's come back after this year. He, how how right do things have to go for Garrett Bowles to be back beyond this year? Well, Very. the thing is they they didn't pick up his option, right? So like, correct. He could come back on a one year prove it deal, right? On the discount deal. Sure. Yeah. All right. See what you can do, but because they don't have an answer 
I don't think they have a long-term answer on, on the roster. So unless they feel comfortable putting a rookie left tackle in place, you know, could be a little bit slim on options. Nick Lama take got brought up in, in the TDM premium slack, which by the way, I mentioned this on the podcast last week and you know, helped a few people figure out the riddle of how to find it as TDM premium members. When you enrolled for TDM premium, you got an email confirmation email and in there is a button that you click that is an invitation to join the tdm premium slack joe i saw we we had a couple extra people join this past Good. week saying that that helped them find it so if you're a tdm premium uh subscriber and you are not currently in the premium slack go back check that confirmation email it's in there uh fred warner is lb1 in the league period is a thought prevalent amongst some of the tdm premium subscribers so Keekley being out of the league helps, right? Bobby Wagner didn't go anywhere, did he? Bobby Wagner's still there. Um, Levante David. Bucks fans are going to love me for that. Eric Kendricks. Uh, Warner might be better than Kendricks at this point, but he's not LB1. He's a good linebacker. He's one of the better ones in the game. He's, he's top 10 for sure. He might be top five. Yeah, that's fine. But, but Bobby's got a lot more time doing it at a high level. And I think that would be something that I don't think you should overlook. Fred Warner missed 20 tackles last year. He's got to get better. He got a better finisher. Well, when you got that much range, you're going to challenge tackles other guys wouldn't even dream of. Yeah, there you go. Bolt Holt with a take we need to address right now. Top three rosters in the NFC are undoubtedly New Orleans, San Francisco, and Seattle in some order. I see you shaking your head, and I already agree with you. I know what you're going to say. Seattle's not one of the best three. Seattle is very top-heavy. Granted, I like what their secondary looks like now. Between Jamal, Marquise Blair is the free safety. Um, Who did they bring in at Nick? They traded for him last year. Dunbar. I mean, is he going to no, be no, around? Condry no, 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 no. Diggs? Quandry they don't play. They don't play sub. They're the, they're the exception, right? They were like sub like twenty percent of the time last year. Yeah, they need to play more of it, especially with Jamal. Put Jamal Adams at nickel linebacker next to Bobby Wagner. Did you see the pass rush productivity Jamal has had over his career thus far? I'm guessing he's been pretty good because you're it's right. Unbelievable. He might have been the best pass rusher on the Jets last year. And that's not just like, <laughs> but like the Jets refused to draft the position. Right. That's what we did the the, the draft dudes mock draft. You're like, oh, it's Jets giving them Gregory. So they don't give a shit about pass rushes on no. the outside. They it's don't. New coach next year. They okay. refuse. <laughs> I guess. Oh no, Rahul, he's back with another Jamie mm. Newman take. Jamie Newman will be drafted in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. Is he going to start for Georgia this year? Better question. That's, that's the big question. Yeah, I don't think it's a lock, right? They got slow. Is it? Uh, what's the guy coming over? Uh, um, it's not Slovis. That's the guy staying. JT McDaniel's. Yeah. Or JT Daniels. Yeah. I don't think he's a lock um, to start at Georgia. And here's the thing: if Georgia, if if we don't get college football this year, heaven forbid, if we don't get college football. Yep. And Jamie Newman is going to come out of a transfer from Georgia without ever getting a chance to play. And the only tape he's got to stand on is the Wake Forest tape. Be tough. That's not first, that's not first round tape in my opinion. No. And some of it, like he's super traitsy. Right. And Dre Harris brought up, you know, in, in, when our staff meetings, when we were stacking the TDN 100 board, which will be live again tomorrow at six o'clock to talk about, by the way, 
uh, if you're listening to this as a podcast tonight at six o'clock, um, kind of like some Jalen Hurts type dynamics here as far as what the ceiling could be if everything goes right, right? But like you still got to go out and prove like Jalen Hurts did at Oklahoma that everything's going to go right and you have the, the ability to do that. And there's no there's no guarantee that J- Jamie Newman's going to get that opportunity. And even if he does, I think his ceiling is about where you saw Jalen Hurts get drafted. There we go. Halil's real football talk. Cam Akers will out-touch Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson combined this year. Combined? For the Rams, yes. They must have really wanted Cam Akers, man. They they drafted him in the second round with those two guys. Already in the building. Yeah, already around. So um, let's see here. So Daryl Henderson had 39 rushes last year in eight games. Malcolm Brown, 69 in 14 games. Nice. Todd Gurley with 223 rushing attempts last year. Yeah, I think it's a good take. I think it's a good take, Kyle. You want to give me this one from J-Rod? Yes, please. J-Rod Draft Scout. Ronald Moore. Ronald. Rondale Moore. Is Steve Smith 2.0? Man. Um, I like where you're going, J-Rod, with the speed, the explosiveness, the size. The toughness. All those things make sense. But Rondale, for me, is going to have to add more polish to his routes. I think a lot of times he's more athlete. And Purdue manufactures some touches and bubbles and and in the quick game and screen game and stuff like that. And like That's perfectly fine because Rondale Moore, as you guys are going to find out today with the TDN 100 reveal, is a top 20 player in our eyes based on what his tape has shown him to be. Um, He could be the next Steve Smith, but that is a very ambitious uh, comparison to make. Man, Steve Smith, like an all timer, man, nearly 15,000 yards, uh, over a thousand receptions. Look who's here. Vontel, what's up, dude? He's here. I hope he dropped the hypothetical. Yeah, I, I it was um, weird without him last week. He he dropped this like 15 minutes ago. That's how behind we are in the comments. So, oh, really? God bless us. Yeah. Jeez. Um, Ado says mm. Mukuamu from USC, the real USC. Go Gamecocks! Will be a top five drafted corner. Someone will fall in love with the length and ball production this year. I like those things about Mukuamu. I also like his trigger and how he helps your run defense. I think he can tackle. Um, but five top five corner. Yeah, because I think I think Farley, Sertan, Sean Wade, uh, Tyson Campbell, Asante Adebo. Samuel Jr. Who'd you say? Adebo. Adebo. The kid from Ohio State might come on. Oh, Ty- Tyreek Johnson. Tyreek. Yeah, is it Smith or Johnson? Smith is the edge. Okay, so they both are Tyreek and then they, Smith. They and got they great got two Tyreeks. Yeah. Can't wait Spelled to miss exactly the same. Can't way wait too. to mess that up for the next ten months. Guaranteed. Okay, so that's seven off the top of our heads, right? You I got anybody else? Uh, Eric Stokes. Close. Yeah, Stokes is really toolsy. Okay, so that'd be eight. Be tough. I like him as a big nickel. I like him at maybe even like just a sub player. Just use him in a versatile capacity. He's so leggy. But he's quick for his size. I mean, I like him a lot. Big moment here on Draft Dudes Live. Uh, first Facebook comment 
first oh. Facebook live comment for us to tackle. So I wanted to make sure I got it on here. Uh, Matt says, Andre Dillard will again struggle for the Eagles, forcing them to go tackle hunting in the draft. Well, Joe, as we understand, like, Philly wasn't exactly enamored with what Dillard put out for them in their looks at him throughout the course of his rookie season. And, you know, they were kind of flirting with Jason Peters before the Brandon Brooks thing about bringing him back. And then Brandon Brooks goes down and they sign Peters to play right guard. So, like, I think this is a very realistic take that, you know, if, if he struggles in the starting role when they have no other option and he has to step in at left tackle, yeah, th- this is not a team that has the luxury of waiting around to develop a blindside protector for a quarterback who struggled with durability issues. To me, it's all about whether or not you believe that the Eagles were prepared and ready to go into the season with Dillard as their left tackle. And if Brandon Brooks doesn't get hurt, do they still bring in Peters? We th- we kind of all along expected them to bring back Peters, but the timing of that is a little bit weird, right? Like maybe it was just Jason Peters. He's a vet. He didn't want to be bothered with all the stupid offseason stuff right at this point in his career. Stupid. Well, I'm sure for a guy that like stupid. Jason Peters who can probably wake up and play left tackle in the NFL. So that's what, that's the thing. If they were really going to go into the season and, and Brandon Brooks doesn't get injured and they were going to roll with these guys, then they had some belief in Dillard. I think it's – a fair question. The problem is they don't have much flexibility. They need they need value players, and having their starting left tackle on a rookie deal would be very beneficial for them if that could work out. They'll probably give them every chance and possible to succeed. Vontel dropped a take. It's actually it's not a hypothetical. It's a take. Okay. And it did not disappoint. Are you ready? Put it up, man. No, put your seatbelt on. I don't have one, to, but to pretend to put one on. Okay. The, the, um, the race car style. Just right? going with go. the, just across the lap. Cliff Kingsbury will win a ring before Shanahan or McVay. He, he gave both of them. So he, both right? Shanahan and McVay. I don't think that, I don't think the Cardinals are close on defense and that's a problem for me. I don't think, so you got to be good in the trenches, right? Their offensive line's bad. Their defense. I don't trust. I think Von, Von uh, Vance Joseph is a bad coordinator. I don't know. I don't know if there's enough there for me to buy into that. Wow. He's definitely not having the time of his life listening to that analysis. Well, it's being honest about it. So that's that's what hangs me up. You can convince me of McVeigh because I think the Rams are they're going to have to do some work here to get their roster back up. Give me Shanahan. Now, I guess here's the loophole. What happens if Rams hit a hit a massive wall, right? Shanahan, they get stuck in quarterback quarterback purgatory with Garoppolo. Cliff dive bombs for whatever reason, and he becomes an offensive coordinator, and then they win a Super Bowl somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, that's I'm the just, course, I'm right? Just, I'm just trying to, to navigate all the possibilities. I'm scrolling for our next take here. Do you like being in control of the takes? Uh, it's odd because usually you have tradi- for a hundred for 99 episodes. <laughs> you were in control of the takes. I got one from, from E Bearcat nine. I believe this is Braden in premium. Oh, is it? Um, okay. I'm in there a lot. So I know Braden, he's chiefs. He's a chiefs fan, right? Yeah. Th- then this is definitely him. Okay. Uh, the NFC North division champ will be eight and eight in 2020. 
we're selling this. We've already picked this. I know, but if there was a division that you thought an eight and eight could get it done, it might be that one. Probably. What do we have Green Bay at? We must have thought six. And then and then we had Chicago and Minnesota at eight and eight. Right. So it's not that close. I'm not that far off from buying that. (laughs) But you're more likely to buy it than I am. I think so. Okay. take Cameron Newton will win MVP this year and lead New England to their seventh ring. Go ahead, because I know (laughs) how you feel. You feel very strongly about Cam based on having lived in Charlotte and seeing the end of his tenure there in Charlotte play out. We we had a heated Cam Newton debate on your back patio. Wasn't even for content. You were were all defensive of Cam and Ron Rivera. Yeah, so set the table for that. I've made this point before. And what's up with J Rod just going in on all the former Panthers tonight, right? Like but the Big point Carolina that I guy. the point that I made with the Ron Rivera, Cam Newton Panthers, nine seasons together, three of them were winning seasons, six of them were losing seasons. Now there's a whole lot of context that Kyle's gonna get into in his second year, I'm sure. But the point that I made is that you don't just automatically win games every year because you have Cam Newton. He's not Russ Wilson in that regard. So don't just sit here and tell me that because – now, I, I understand it's a significant upgrade from Jarrett Stidham what I think he can be in the league. And Bill Belichick is the coach. You have to kind of buy in and believe in this. But don't just tell me because the Patriots got Cam that they're just going to be a, a Super Bowl contender because of that. Okay. And your numbers are what? Nine seasons. Six losing seasons, three winning seasons. Okay. Now, the second year that Ron and Cam were together, I think the team went 6-10, and 10, and they were like 1-7 in seven and one score games with a second-year quarterback and second-year head coach. And then they made the jump to, was the was year three the 15-1 and one season, or was that a 12-4 and four season? 12-4. and four. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. They go 12-4, and four, and then they have the regression, and they go 15-1, and, and yada, 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 so on and so forth. And then we get to 2018. And Joe is including 18 and 19, in which the Panthers were 6-2 and two before Cam's shoulder got hurt. Yeah. And then they fell off because Cam played the entire second half of the year with a bad throwing shoulder. You want to count that as a lo- losing season? That's fine because at the end of the day, they played all the games. Cam missed two games, though, didn't he? The last two. He finally shut it down. What was their record? What was Cam's l- record as the start of that year? 6-8. Six 6-8. and eight. Six and eight. Okay, yep, so, so it was a losing record. Yep. Cam played two years in 2019, and Ron didn't even make it to the end of the year right. because he was playing without Cam Newton. So I don't know how you could sit here and count that as a year that counts in looking at their resume and say, well, they had three winning seasons yeah. and six losing seasons. Because the mis- Ron Rivera's mismanagement of Cam Newton and those injuries and letting him play and believing him when everyone in the world could look at Cam Newton and tell you he wasn't right. That contributed to it. That contributed to why things fell off the rails in 2018, and it contributed to why the season went the way that it did in 2019. I blame Ron for that. Bullhole. We don't need to rehash this conversation. we got to keep the takes moving. Titans will regress but win the South at 9-7 and seven due to the weakness of the AFC South. We had them winning the division at 10-6, and six, right? Yeah, and then they want a playoff game too. So yeah, nine and seven, ten and six, win the division. We're not high on Houston or Jacksonville, obviously. 
I like this one. You want to give me this one? Zach says Sony Michelle should be benched for the combo of James White, Rex Burkhead, and Damian Harris. He offers nothing that those three can't offer. That's correct. It's a great take. This is why the Patriots don't draft skill guys early, right? That's why Sony Bill Michelle. Belichick's not the best GM in football. Well, like an article on. I read this past hold week on. said he was. Listen, you don't get to 20 straight years of, of what they've done and, and not have a guy. They're really good at cap management. They're very unemotional with their decision-making. They don't keep guys for too long. They would always rather be rid of a guy a year too early than a year too late. They manipulate the compensatory formula like nobody that you would believe. Do they draft well? If No, no I don't think. No, recently, they have not drafted well. And that's what I'll give you. I want to know what the New England Patriots run without Tom Brady would have looked like. Because I think that he out. he covered a multitude of sins by Bill Belichick. A multitude. We are about to find Well, and everyone's going to say, oh, well, he wasn't around, and Matt Castle took them to 11-5. and five. I'm talking about a 20-year stretch. With Kyle and Joe at the helm, the San Diego Scouts will be playoff contenders by 2025 and Super Bowl contenders by 2028. 2028? No respect. A long time. We yeah, young listen, talent. Uh, we'll be fired by 2025 if we're not playoff contenders by then. So here's the thing. Uh, I put the roster in today. If you For guys Madden? missed it, yeah. If you okay. guys missed it, we did like a three-week series where we did like season predictions for all the teams in the NFL in 2020. And then we did an expansion draft where we served as the GM of each of those teams and made five players eligible for the expansion draft. And then Joe and I are co-GMing imaginary 33rd franchise. It's called the San Diego Scouts. And I just put the rank or the, the players onto a roster for us to simulate the season in 2021 with Madden. Do you have any guesses what this team's overall rating is? <laughs> 70. 73. Okay. I don't hate it. Now, here's the thing, though. I did – I did. actually, I meant to call you about this the other day. I didn't get a chance to. Do you remember what we operated with the salary cap being for the exercise? Oh, 170. Cap's 175. Should we have signed somebody else in free agency? Can we revisit that? What would we have – so the two big things that we had to change were uh, Matt Judon and Sammy Watkins. Yeah, those were the two guys we wanted that we didn't get. Now, there's no way in hell we're going to afford either one of them. Because but we could get a different uh, mid-level a, player. We could get another tier three free agent if we wanted to, yes. We have $6.5 million in cap space at our disposal. Just think about it. I'm just going to throw it out there and think about it. Okay. And keep the line moving. I want to get a couple more takes here. Oh, this is a good one from Ted. Jalen Rager will mm. lead all rookie receivers in all-purpose yards this year. If he returns, I mean, that's huge, right? Your kick, your returning kicks 20 yards a pop, punt returns 10 yards a pop. He's not going to lead rookies in receiving. I doubt it. But you add in those return yards if he's going to be the guy. Who do the Eagles got that would prevent him from being the primary returner? Well, they just cut Sheldon Gibson today. Big did sad. They? I must have missed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, the West Virginia his, guys, man. They, yeah, they were going on his fourth consecutive breakout season that didn't happen. So. <laughs> uh, ball skills matter. So who do they got at returner? Uh, our lad says that it's Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. Rager. Yeah, Rager. Put him back there. It's not a bad take for all-purpose yards. Yeah. What do Page we do with Demarco, 
Paige DeMarcos is demanding that the San Diego Scouts make the playoffs within the first two seasons. I'm hoping for like eight and eight, and we're, we could say we're close entering year three. She the owner of the team, probably. Yeah, she would have to be. Wow, our our owner just putting that out there in the media, putting the heat on us. Yeah, putting the heat in the in the media on the expansion wow. scouts. Uh, so this is Vontel's hypothetical. How is this Vontel? It says Darius Johnson. Is that also Vontel? This is oh. Vontel, by the way. He he hit us in the comments. You got to okay. trust me. I got my stuff together. Okay. I just don't I read all the takes because there's too many question. of them going in real time. <laughs> Hypothetical take, $1 billion is on the line, but okay. you have to choose one to give you the best chance. Jesus. Oh, this is not good. Ryan Lindley to lead your team, remember he's a, he's a Cardinals fan, to a winning record. Survive 45 seconds against Evander Holyfield. 45 seconds or one round. Be Adam Gase's lackey for a year. Oh, I will 100% be Adam Gase's lackey for a year for a billion dollars. I, I will agree with you on one condition. And that is that Adam can have never heard or read anything that we've said about him. A billion dollars. Just don't kill me. Well, what happens if he fires you? I'll do a great job. Okay, but if he's read that what we've said and he knows how we feel about him as a head coach... He might fire us, and then we're automatically not going to get it. How old is Evander Holyfield? He's got to be old, man. Evander Holyfield is... You see what Mike Tyson looks like these yeah. days in his mid-50s? Right. Okay, so Evander's I 57. How, I don't care how old Holyfield. He will knock my head clear off my shoulders. He will do it. 57 years old, just run Could around I... for four five seconds? I was going to say, could I survive 45 seconds? Probably. Will I get knocked down immediately afterwards? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's but 40... A billion... get... A billion should cover the hospital bill. Right. So I, I feel like B and C are doable. I don't know about yeah. Ryan Lindley, man. Yeah. No, uh, I doubt it. Um, okay. Last take of uh, – the I lied. Two more takes. DeAndre Swift will lead rookie running backs in scrimmage yards this season. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Probably. So Cam Akers, Swift is up there. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Taylor's at Indianapolis. Yeah. Dobbins ain't going to happen because he's in Baltimore. No, too- he's stuck behind Mark Ingram. So He'll be top. I don't know. I, if you if you made me pick one, I'd go with Edwards-Hilaire. I think he's going to immediately be the feature point of that, that backfield. I'll go with Roll Clyde, which I'm still mad never got traction after they beat Alabama. Did you come up with that? Yeah, man. I had the uh, Ed Ogeron with the um, mm. the coleslaw. Yeah. He's looking yeah. down the coleslaw. You really enjoyed that meme. Dude, I loved the hell out of that meme. Uh, Jack Touchdown. Take two worst position groups in the NFL are in the NFC West, the Seattle Edges and the Rams linebackers. <laughs> that's, a Rams, lot, that's a lot to think about on the spot. Rams might not even have the worst linebackers in the NFL. Because you think the Browns do? The Eagles and the Browns. Oh, the Eagles, for sure. Gary, TJ Edwards, and Duke Riley. I don't That's... care that the Rams lost Corey Littleton, okay? I don't. How about the Panthers' cornerbacks? Yeah, it's... um. Eli Apple, Dante Jackson, and... Corn Elder. Who knows it? In the, in the NFC South, with three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. 
Jack stop. Jack's trying to say Jatavis Brown exists. Well, if Jatavis Brown mattered, he would have latched on with the Chargers, wouldn't you think, where they have linebacker issues and have for years? Uh, Bolt Holt also says Giants cornerbacks <laughs> may be worse. Not bad. I, I don't know if it's going to be worse with or without DeAndre Baker, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's not good either way, don't which is crazy. <sighs> Considering how much we – did we talk about this on the air or did we talk about this in team needs with the TDN scouting staff? Probably in team needs. It was team needs. We were talking about like it felt like – no, we, we did touch on it briefly, but just the, the amount that the Giants invested in their cornerback situation for it to be as bad as it is is baffling. I think we did both, actually. I think it came up in the live pod, and and, yeah. Last one, I promise. Stop sending takes, guys, especially juicy ones like X-Factor Rebuilds saying the Bengals could be a surprise playoff team in 2020. I like what they have on defense. I love Joe Burrow, but you cannot trot out this offensive line and expect me to buy into you as a playoff team. There you go. Done. Final take is in the books. I was trying, somebody said, take Kyle won't drink again tonight. And they're, they're correct. I will not drink again tonight. I'm done. Some water, some, uh, diet Mountain Dew. That's all I got today. Getting ready to plug in the rest of the TDM 100. Make sure it's up and running for Monday reveal. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino signing off for the draft. Dudes podcast. We hope you enjoy takes on takes live. As we mentioned earlier, we'll be back live again tomorrow along with Paige DeMacos, San Diego Scouts owner. <laughs> and NFL and, tight end Jordan Reed. And NFL tight end Jordan Reed, all members of the Draft Network, uh, to discuss some of the dynamics of the TDM 100. And then later in the week, Dre Harris is going to join us, which we're super excited about as well. So lots to look forward to. If you're listening to this as a podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you. Anything that you'd like to hear us talk about. Joe is at the Joe Reno. I'm at grinding the tape on Twitter. And if you're watching this live, we thank you for doing so. If you missed it live, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter slash Periscope, the Draft Network. We can be found on all of them. We will be back live again tomorrow at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we greatly look forward to seeing you then. Thanks, guys.